Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys, your home for everything English Premier League soccer and a little bit more. My name is Matt, as always, joined by my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, we have a full-packed episode for the boys and girls at home. We have the Champions League draw, we have deadline news and deals being made, and we are getting everyone set up for another awesome weekend in the English Premier League. JD, wall-to-wall action. Get ready. We are ready to kick off this long, long weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, a lot of big games coming up. Uh, Champions League draw. A lot of interesting groups. Um, transfer deadline. And you forgot one other thing happening this weekend, Matt. Um, it's the EPL Boys Derby in MLS. And will I be seeing you on Sunday? Of course you're not. Because, actually, <laughs> realistically, I think I would go if I didn't actually have my thing. I'm going to a yeah. wedding. Like, I, I can't be faulted here. I agreed to go to this wedding prior to, like, the schedule coming out. Like, because, again, RSV... And, and also, to be fair, it's a Sunday wedding, and this is, like, the first MLS game that I can think of that isn't on a Saturday. So. Semi-annoyed semi the game's not on Saturday. I actually yeah. can't front... Like, I think, like, I get the whole league, like... But again, like it's weird. All season, every single Red Bull game has been at Saturday at 7.30 on the weekends. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden, we can find a Sunday game to go to. It's like, fuck you. Like... Yeah, and it's a holiday, so you could you you could have fun, you know? Yeah, and... like, like, you know, I can try to not be a adult the whole time I have to be there. But, um, yeah, um, this is take two of this episode so magically 10 minutes into the first recording of this episode i realized my mic was not recording anything so jd and i are going to take a second swing at giving you all the updated news starting with the champions league uh i owe jd oh shit shit mine's not recording now okay you're joking no you're fucking joking no (laughs) but i i i hate you i knew the second you were like oh shit i'm like no no JD can do a lot of things in this life. JD would never forget to hit the record button. Like I for like basically forgot to hit the record button. So yeah, that that's no no no. That's kind of true. Like I I I I always watch like the actual audio waves like to make sure something's being recorded. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Only me. Okay. It's been a long fucking day. Obvious, obvious fucking reasons. I decided to travel to New England yesterday to watch the Red Bull lose and, like, drove through the night to get home at, like, 4.30 in the morning. So, my apologies if I'm not the most alert as I sip what is number three of this alcoholic beverage. But, J.D., let's get into it. Let's start talking about some Champions League football. The draw happened today, Thursday, um, August 30th, August 31st. We're talking. We're going to start with Group A: Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. So this is a game where, or this is this is a group that I, I think actually realistically can be a lot of fun to watch. Um, obvious Bayern Munich and Man United are the big names from this group, but Galatasaray always is like one of those teams in Champions League that like low key can be sneaky. 
They could be sneaky. Um, I don't anticipate Copenhagen to be much of a threat to anyone, but, you know, Man United make easy games hard, so uh, who am I to know? JD, I, I'm, I'm realistically thinking I'm, I'm probably going to put Bayern Munich and Man United as the teams to advance out of this group, but realistically, Bayern Munich have some injuries, and they haven't looked superb this year, but I don't know. Anything can happen. It's Champions League. Yeah, I mean, Bayern are going to run riot in this group. I don't think they're going to lose. United will comfortably be second. Um, I think Copenhagen is Copenhagen. It's a team that never makes out of the group. Galatasaray, maybe maybe there's an interesting result in there at some point, but probably not much. Um, like we said, we lost the first 10 minutes of the first try we did at this episode. We talked about this, and I jokingly had to look up which team Fred went to. Nope. And it was not Galatasaray, it was Federbachi. Uh, I that would have been hilarious if uh, if United first first the Champions League had to play home and away against Fred. That would have been yeah, just fantastic. You do but not, it is yeah. not the case. You do not understand the money I would bet Fred anytime goal. Like because oh, you yeah, know, yeah just yeah. an absolute screamer from yeah. forty yards out. Yeah, you know the you know the ones that he put forty yards above the goal. Yeah, each one of those he hits just finds the back of the net. Top cheddar, uh, top cheddar. I, I I think it'll happen eventually. Yeah, that, that uh, matchup will happen. Yeah, there's like there were talks about possibly Bayern Munich putting in a bid for Scott McTominay, and I was just like, no. Why? <laughs> I'm just like, no. No, 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 no. And I've had people be like, but Matt, you want Scott McTominay gone. You want that money. I go, no, no. Because Scott McTominay is going to fucking go to Bayern Munich and be the best CDM on the planet. And then I'm gonna, I'm going to have to fucking live with that. Like, uh, I just wouldn't believe those reports. I'd be like, that's just a fake story. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, enough people were talking about it. And I'm just sitting here like, please no God. Because if he goes to Bayern Munich and he sits in between Goretzka and Kimmich, I'm just like, Scott McTominay's going to look like the best box-to-box midfielder on the planet. Like, they're yeah, going to... Ne- next thing you know, he's getting, you, you know, he's getting a, a deal from Real Madrid. And... Yeah. <laughs> Jude Bellingham and Scott McTominay are leading the, the, the midfield charge for the future. Uh, let's, let's get into Group B. Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV, and Lens um, from France. This is a win for Arsenal. On a lot of levels, because realistically, PSV and Lens shouldn't be giving Arsenal too much of a problem. And Sevilla, if you haven't been watching La Liga, Sevilla have been getting ripped apart. All of their first team players are out the door, and it doesn't look like they're being replaced while they've started off the La Liga season really poor. JD, if you're an Arsenal fan, you're smiling ear to ear right now. Yeah, you are. Um, This was, compared to how the other groups went, this is definitely the ideal group with uh your biggest problem normally being Sevilla but I I don't I don't even see them getting out of this group I think see the Arsenal and then PSV PSV actually low-key are pretty good um and Lens I you never know I don't know enough about the French League other than the top couple of teams on a regular basis so who knows it could be an interesting group but Arsenal are definitely gonna top it JD my head just exploded my head just exploded Sevilla are selling all of their best players to finish third to qualify for the Europa League. Yeah. Can I, I? Can I? A few- lot of these teams are Europa League teams, so maybe they feel a little more comfortable there. They get the Champions League money right off the bat, but then they try to finish third so that they have a better shot of actually winning something. 
can I future bet Sevilla in a competition they're not in? I don't think so. Damn it. Unless you know somebody that you're doing it in person. All right. I, I'm i not saying, hey, someone hook me up with their really sketchy bookie that definitely works out of, like, a dive bar in, like, the worst neighborhood in town. But, like, tell him you can to— bet, You can bet me. You, yeah. you want to put you want to put something on Sevilla winning the Europa League this Dude, season? Dude, but no, hear me out. Fifty. If I'm telling you right now, realistically, if you went to a sports like book, fifty. Yeah, they wouldn't. I don't. Think I'm just saying, if you put one dollar on a team that's not in a competition to win that competition, that has. But to it has be, the potential, the weird potential yeah. too, technically. Like, I I don't know. Someone find me out. Bet, bet, bet me some. Bet me something. All right, let me figure out what I want to bet. I, I have, I'm looking for a house. You have a house. Okay. Well, I also need money to pay for said house. Like, it's not like I just walked up, dumped X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars and went, ah, I don't have to worry about this for the next lifetime. No, I'm saying bet your house. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Hi. No. <laughs> uh, group C. Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga, and Union Berlin. Union Berlin coming back to the Champions League. Welcome back. Uh, this is probably going to be just cut and dry. Like, Napoli were arguably one of the best teams in Europe, you know, winning the Serie A. And Real Madrid, this is their competition. That's it. Like, it's just, it's, that's, that's what it is. It's, there's nothing more, yeah. nothing less. It's, it's, it's those two teams. Yeah, there's not much else to say. I mean, Napoli are a very good team, but I don't think they're going to usurp Real Madrid in the group stage. I, I just don't see it happening. Um, funny that Brendan Aronson new player for Union Berlin, went from Salzburg, from Salzburg, a Champions League team, and was playing Champions League, to Leeds, which is arguably a bigger club on you know on the scale of the club than Salzburg. So it's it's in technically a step up, but in no way a Champions League like qualifying contender. And then from Leeds to Union Berlin, which is arguably a smaller club than Leeds, but is a Champions League team. So it's it's kind of weird that how European football kind of works like that. Um, and then Braga is just where where's uh where's Braga? Is that um that's not Belgium? Isn't that Belgium? Is that Belgium? I think that might be Belgium. Yeah. I don't remember. I yeah. if you're listening and you know, just DM us. I Yeah, I it's really Belgium. It it's Belgium. It's Belgium. Oh, it is Belgium. Okay. I th- I, th- I thought it was, but yeah. Is, um, oh yeah, did uh did Club Bruges not make it? Cause they were they went kind of far last year. Oh, I'm so oh my god, I am I am a fucking terrible. It's not Braga, yeah. It, no, right? No, it, it dude, I, I I dude bad me, very bad me. Braga is a fucking Portuguese club. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was yeah, gonna say it's, I was on, thinking Belgium, but like I that's wasn't on me. Confident. That's on me. My, my head for some odd reason my brain just fucking skipped a fucking beat. Um. Oh yeah, so Sporting Lisbon isn't here. Yeah, because uh, who is it usually from? It's usually Sporting Lisbon, Porto, and Benfica Porto, betting. Porto, yeah, well, Porto's yeah, yeah but Porto's, and Porto's here. There, yeah. So okay. Ooh, Sporting, tough call. You put CR. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Usually it's Sporting. You put CR. You put CR seven on a jersey, and then it's just you know it all goes to shit. Um, Group D: Benfica, Inter Milan, Salzburg, and Real Sociedad. Uh, Benfica always low key sneaky in this competition. Like they always get out of the group. Inter Milan is the reigning second place finisher. Um, yeah, final finalist. Yes, yeah, finalist. Salzburg always do fun. Real Sociedad always, you know, you know, La Liga teams in this competition are always cool. 
I honestly don't think there's a really weak team in this group, JD. I think this group could be fun. I, I genuinely think this group can be fun. I agree, but at the same time, it's going to be Inter and Benfica. I, I'm, I'm saying Salzburg always are in Champions League to start, but they rarely ever make it out of the groups. And Real Sociedad, they're not in the competition enough or consistent, consistently enough to really make runs. So I, I think it's going to be very cleanly Inter and Benfica. But I agree. They, these are four fun teams. Group E, Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, Celtic. Uh, JD, I'm going to be 100% blunt with you. I am not watching one second of any of these games. Like, none of these teams tickle my fancy at all to watch. Because, realistically, whatever two teams come out of this group, those are going to be the teams everyone wants to play in the knockout competition because this is just generally a really weak group. Yeah. Um, it's it, Look, you have all the teams people tend to hate out of their leagues or just not know enough about. Like, Feyenoord is the the last team you think about in the Eredivisie in, in, in the Dutch league. Um, Cause you're usually thinking about Ajax or PSV or something like that. And Atletico Madrid, usually you hate how they play in La Liga, mostly defensive. You got Nazio uh, who people hate for obvious reasons in Italy and Celtic. And I don't have to say anything else. It's just not a fun group. Yeah. Um, speaking of fun groups, rubs hands, very evil. Like, we're talking about the group of death. Group F. PSG, Barisima Dortmund, interim, uh, I'm sorry, AC Milan, Newcastle. Holy shit. Welcome back to Champions League Newcastle. Like, hey, it's been a while. Let's just put you in the most obnoxious group possible. Like, just, and I, here's the thing. You want to talk about, like, what's important about finishing third or finishing fourth in the Premier League? Like, Man United beat Newcastle by, like, a point at the end of the season or whatever it ended up being. That was the difference between being in a group with two teams you probably can beat to being what might be the worst team. Like, you might be the worst team in your group. Like, PSG are not the PSG, you know... Yes, they have Mbappe. But they're, they're still PSG. Yes, they're still they're PSG. They're going to get out of the group comfortably. I don't know confidently if I could say that. I don't. Like, realistically, it's going to be the Mbappe. Like, it's just Mbappe. So Mbappe got what he wanted. He's the only guy there now. He's he's the lone ranger. Well, congratulations. He's going to have to score nine goals, eight goals in the, in the group stages for PSG to get out. And honestly... He might, though. He might, but... I'm putting my money on AC Milan to be the team to beat. They oh, they're going to top it, yeah. They yeah, looked really, it. really good. Dortmund have been okay. They've been good. They slipped up last year. They had the big slip on the final day of the season. JD, I actually really want Newcastle to get out of this group. I actually generally, I would, I would really like to see New, AC Newcastle Milan. Newcastle is and, not, Newcastle might get fourth. They might not even get Europa League. I I see. I this think... is this is a spicy group, and this is obviously the group of death. Like I can't believe this was even allowed to be made. Um, it's for me. It's going to be Milan and and, and uh, PSG getting out. I think Dortmund have a shout, but like no Newcastle, no way. I know. I know what you're thinking that Newcastle was going to put all their eggs yep. in the Champions League. Basket. Everything. Everything. You can't do that in the Premier League, though. But if you that's, can't do it, the way Newcastle have started in the league, that is, they're already in trouble. Yeah, I it, there's way too much prem to play 
they can get their set they can get themselves kind of you know put into a good spot I I, I don't know I I, I just I want to believe that Newcastle have the ability to be a really tough opponent to each one of these teams like genuinely I just what's gonna be weird for me Tonali going up against AC Milan like oh that, yeah that will be interesting like I'm that, more thinking of Rafael Liao looking at Sven Botman and being like oh okay so I just I just run past you like this is that easy you know so group of death that's that's gonna be so freaking good group G Manchester City getting Leipzig um sound it out then I'll tell you what it actually means because it's a very you'll know the name when I say it Krenva (laughs) Matt it's Red Star Belgrade okay well why don't they just fucking write that because in the native language in Serbia it's not Red Star Belgrade whatever that's in English it's Red Star Belgrade whatever fuck it put it like I just whatever I don't know (laughs) <laughs> and FC Young Boys, always, always the gem of the of the Champions League. It's always good to see FC Young Boys just continuously popping up every year in Champions League. Um, Man City, wow, JD. It sounds crazy to find Man City in the one of the easier groups in the competition uh, again. The easier, the easiest group. Um, it's not even close. Yeah. It's going to be City destroying this group, Leipzig destroying the other two teams, and getting destroyed by City. And Red Star and Young Boys just uh, fighting it out for third. <laughs> it's cut and dry. They don't even need to play the games. I. It's it's too obvious. Yeah. And then the final group: Barcelona will be hosting Porto, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Antwerp. Antwerp. An- Antwerp. Antwerp. That's Antwerp. a Belgian team. <laughs> there you go. Look. Hey, we I think I it. think they must have taken the place of uh, Club Bruges, Club Bruges. Is usually in this competition. Um, yeah, Barcelona, I think, is going to take this no problem. Porto and Shakhtar are probably going to be the two teams fighting for it. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be Porto. Like, I'm, I, like, yeah, I, it's going to be Porto. They're, they're like Benfica, where they rarely ever don't get out of their group. They just usually don't get past the first or second knockout round. And that's not, it's not anything, you know, against them, because they always just sell all their best players. So they're always... They always have the players that can get them to the knockout rounds, but not past. Yeah. Which, you know what? They're they're two very wealthy clubs because they sell at such a premium to, to English clubs usually, and good on them and their investors yeah. and shareholders. So that is going to be everything Champions League-wise. Um, when the Europa League and Europa League Conference comes out, we will discuss the Prem teams involved in those competitions, and we will give them you know the attention they need, again, full prem podcast so uh jd next uh, we're at a little bit of a disadvantage jd you and i because today thursday night is when we are recording and i'm actually still on you know twitter right now just updating the pages just to make sure in case fab drops something as we're just like as we're talking but JD and I are at a bit of a disadvantage because tomorrow is the dead... Like, today as you are listening. Friday as you are listening. That is going to be the day the transfer window closes. 
And there's going to be wonderful coverage all day. I think if you are a fan, uh, if you have Peacock, which you should, if you're a Premier League fan, uh, they're giving you seven straight hours of Sky Sports transfer talk today on Friday. I think it starts from like 12 Eastern till 7. Um, I will be watching every second. That is what I'm doing on my Friday, is just having that on the TV and just praying. Except... Except when uh, the first Premier League game happens, but we'll get to that. Well, yeah, uh, duh, that's going to be on the laptop, bro. Um, <sighs> we're at a disadvantage, JD and I are, because we're we're only going to be able to talk about the major news that has happened. It's like, you know, always on the last day something crazy happens and we can't discuss it and it just, it is what it is. Anything that happens on decision day, we will talk about it. On Monday's episode, Tuesday's episode, as you are listening, Monday is as we record. So, JD, first bigger talking point: Ansu Fati on his way to Brighton Hove Albion. Wow, uh, the deal of all, of all fucking places. Um, I do remember a time where Barcelona fans were talking about how Ansu Fati is better than Vinicius. Um, congratulations, you lost. Um, sorry, you just. Yeah, Vinicius is holding Champions League trophies and and Ansu Fati is on his way to Brighton on loan with no option to buy, I might add. So this is strictly just moving a piece from one place to another with no sort of destination or desire to require. Money laundering. It's literally layering. Yeah. So um There's a step in money laundering called layering, and that's literally what this deal is. I don't, I don't care that much. Uh, it'll be interesting for Fantasy Premier League uh, who who gets him on the waiver wire. But yeah, I, I don't I, even know if he'll be good. He'll be, he'll be like Jao Felix. This is literally like Jao Felix going to Chelsea yeah. last season. Uh, I'll, I'll be real. I think it's just going to be fun to see him in person. Just because, like, again, I've heard for a while with my La Liga friends, they're just like, yeah, dude, he's such a good talent. He's a good young talent. And it's like, okay, well, now I get to see it with my own two eyes. Like, seeing him play at Brighton. So, uh, I'm going to be exciting. Brighton's a fun team. And, sure, I think Ansu Fati, you know, it sounds like it'll work. So, two thumbs up from me. I'm okay with it. Let's see how it works. Um, for those who don't know, Luke Shaw has gone out with a muscle injury in the leg that he broke a few years ago. And he is going to be out basically up until January as well as uh, Tyler Malassia, who is going to be out for about a month or two. So Manchester United do not have a left back. Man United have been scouring the entire left back market. JD, from what I, from what I saw that I, I mean, think... You have, a, you have a left back playing center back right now, but yeah, yeah, I, I, nobody, did, wa- nobody wants to talk about that. They were playing Diego Delo, who's uh, a, like... Only goes right, right back playing left back against Nottingham Forest. That's And not Lissandra Martinez. One of the best center backs in the lead, Lissandro Martinez. Yeah, uh, one of the only uh, own goal scorers of the season. But oh, oh, oh my God, my apologies. Like he did a good job defending that. Sergio Regulon. Two Manchester Regulon is on his way to Manchester United now. JD, the reason why this deal worked and the Cucurella deal did not, because Man United apparently also had a lot of things agreed upon with Chelsea for Cucurella is um, Man United literally want a six-month loan. Like, Regulon is only here for six months with no option to buy and no obligation 
at all. Like, this is basically, hey, we don't have a left back for six months. Stop gap. Yeah, yeah stop we, gap. we literally just need a guy. Like, can you give me a guy? We need a guy. And, and, and Regulon, come on down. Uh, I, I want to say, JD, I'm excited, but... I, I don't fucking know. I really like. I don't remember him wowing me at Spurs, so it's like I don't remember. I don't think he's gonna wow me here. Yeah, he didn't play that much. Uh, it, maybe he was down to the managers, uh, but I don't know. It, it's it's clearly just a stopgap loan. Like there's there's nothing there's nothing in it for the long term. You just need a body there. Yeah, it's it's like. And I'm tired of, like, the Man United fan accounts that are like, oh, yo, don't get it sweat. We just took Spurs' best defender, like, and we got him on loan for six months. Like, we, like, W's for us. I'm like, right, everyone, let's calm down. Like, I think this guy's already been loaned out a few times over the last year or so. So it's like, clearly, I don't think anyone's rating him right now. I kind of wanted Cucurella because I think Cucurella really works with what Ten Hag is doing, like with really aggressive like wing backs up the sides providing width. Um, but hey, um, sure, right along, come on down. I'm so excited for this awkward smile. There's one person on this podcast who's not awkwardly smiling, and that is JD, because JD just buffed up his midfield once again. Ryan Gravenbrunch uh, from Bayern Munich to Liverpool Football Club. That is 40 million euros with five add-on. JD, that is on a five-year deal. This is a good move for Liverpool. That is good quality at a good price. I don't rate the fact that, like, people are like, oh, Bayern Munich, like, he didn't play for Bayern Munich. He clearly just doesn't work. I go, that's probably a system kind of thing. Like, because I remember this guy at Ajax cooking. I'm not saying shit until I see a, a club photo of him in a shirt. We got to here we go, bro. Like, what else do you want? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying shit until our next episode if it, if it actually goes through. I, I understand that all things are pointing to, toward it actually going through. I'm not saying shit. His medical is, like, t- I said Friday. way too, I said way too much when Caicedo got a here we go from, from, from Fabrizio Romano. No, I'm not saying shit. Until I until I until it's publicly announced from from fucking Liverpool, because God forbid Chelsea come in and say, "Oh well, yeah, we'll give you 60. Well, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about that. Burn too many times, Matt. They burn too many times. But on the backing of Gravenbranch moving to Liverpool, Graven, you you change the name every time. It's Gravenbranch. Gravenbranch. I'm sorry, Gravenbranch. <laughs> on the backing of this news. Bayern Munich already have the replacement already set up. Paulina from Fulham already agreed to verbal, uh, personal terms. Everything should be taken care of easy. The business for uh, Gravenberch needs to be taken care of before they offer anything to Fulham, but it kind of seems like everything is pointing towards that deal going through. I am going to miss having Paulina in the Premier League because he really was a wonderful he was a wonderful player to watch. He did everything for Fulham in that midfield. And it's going to be depressing because this is a massive loss for Fulham. He was only in the league last season. Yeah. I mean, d- I'm pretty sure he was only that was his first season. Yeah, but he played phenomenal. He honestly is I the know, reason I why know, they I know played he played this very well. well but so, I don't I, know. I don't think it's as big of a loss because you only had him for one season to begin with. And you're probably making a nice little yeah. sum of money. 
with that sale. I don't know. I, I, I think that, you know, me personally, I think this is such a win for Bayern Munich. And even though I, Fulham are going to get paid, I still think this is a pretty big loss for Fulham. So, um, JD, the reason why I'm saying, hey, maybe you should enjoy grabbing Birch and you shouldn't have to worry about Chelsea Football Club is because Chelsea have officially signed Cole Palmer from Manchester City. <clears throat> 40 million British pounds plus 5 million added on. Great, great British pounds. Great British pounds, my apologies. The great British pound. Don't fucking forget it. I'm not going to lie, this one kind of came well out of left field because it was just like Chelsea are spending $40 million for a guy who's played four times, three, four times. The pote- no, 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 no. Cole Palmer, Cole Palmer was getting his chances last season. I will say it's definitely overpriced. You, Chelsea are paying the English tax. It's what happens with young, high-potential English players. Cole Palmer is good, and he will probably get a lot better if he plays. That's that's the problem I have with it with this deal specifically is that he's going to Chelsea, where there's no guarantee he's going to play week in and week out. He wasn't necessarily playing week in and week out at City, but at least he was in a system where half the time they're going up three nothing in the second half, and Pep can put him on in the 60th minute and let him develop. And he what he was he. I've seen him play a bunch of times for City. He's a good player. He's just raw. He needs to just continue what he's doing. I don't know why he left City. Like, I I think that actually, actually that was perfect for him. Where consistently he was coming on in the 60th, 65th minute in big games because they were up 3 nothing. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get his desire to go to Chelsea. I don't get why Chelsea wanted him just because they have so many fucking players. But, like... It is where it fucking is. I, I don't I don't understand this league with allowing Chelsea to do what they're doing. Yeah. But nine hundred and thirty million pounds or no, I think like it was like nine hundred and thirty million like Euros spent in three transfer windows. Like almost a billion dollars. Knock knock, FBI, open the fuck up. Yeah. The FBI, yeah. I the equivalent of the FBI. Nah, no, nah, I, I, I'm just financial fair play doesn't exist. It just not. I, I, I. No, it doesn't it, exist. It only, it only exists to keep the lower teams from getting bigger, unless you know the Saudis buy the club. That's that's different. But <laughs> I honestly think financial fair play only exists if it's against Juventus. Is that like a weird thing to say? Like, Ju- I think I think Juventus are just so obvious, or they leave such a huge trail like i think Juventus are just dumb like i think all the other big clubs that that commit offenses that they, they're just smarter where they just can cover themselves i think Juve is just not good at covering themselves yeah. like romelu lukaku for at least one year will not be in the premier league romelu lukaku makes his loan move to roma of all places so i get to root yeah. for, i get to root for romelu lukaku again fantastic uh, he will be joining uh, Josie Mourinho's side in Rome. Tammy Abraham is going to be injured for a while. Uh, he picked up an injury, and it, it, this is basically a like-for-like like swap. They're just bringing in another big, strong, powerful striker who will who will run. He'll do the business. He'll run. He'll 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 play the football that Josie wants to play. Josie likes Lukaku, and it, this is this just works. They have they've worked together in the past, so this should be. 
this should be pretty easy. I'm I'm okay with it. I just am just like, I don't care how many times you loan someone out. This deal, like the amount of money Chelsea paid for him, it's just it's just burning them on the back end. Yeah, I Lukaku is gonna his career. He's gonna look back and be like, wow, I played for a lot of fucking teams, and not permanently for a lot of them. Isn't that kind of like I'm I'm kind of getting the. I mean, I guess it's it's a lot different with Zlatan because most of those were permanent deals. And it, also with Zlatan, like, he killed it at pretty much every club he was at. Yeah, yeah. So, and Lukaku has had his stinker seasons. But it's just kind of like he's becoming the player that... I'm not saying it's a loyalty thing, just no no permanent home, I guess. Yeah, like, no, I, it's... I don't know. Like, it's, it's nothing against him. It's, it's not like a loyalty thing or no dedication or something like that. I'm not saying that. I, like, it, it's like, I think that's where I, I connect it to Zlatan, where it's not, like, it's more just you don't have, like, a permanent place where you're writing your legacy. You're writing legacy no matter where you go, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just interesting when you're a high-profile player like that. Nope. I couldn't have said it better. It's just... You wonder if he's going to look back on all of it and regret anything. Like, yeah, just it's like maybe maybe I should have stayed at Everton a couple more years. Hey, you know what? It's I think cuz cuz the United thing wasn't really the best move for him. I, I think like, I just I think it was a bad time to go to Man United cuz Man United that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like, it, it was just not a good yeah. it wasn't a good move all things considered yeah. and it hasn't really gotten better. Yeah. So, I mean, I you could say Inter, like Inter Milan was a good move, but that was never a long term yeah. thing. So, and finally, all that yeah. unfortunate, but yeah. And after all of the Cole Palmer moving away from Manchester City, Manchester City could afford the move for Matthias Nunes. We talked about this going back and forth a few episodes ago. Yep, Matthias Nunes leaving Wolves for Manchester City, sixty great British pounds. Yeah, it's just Man City just, okay, hey, who's really good and upcoming? Okay, cool, here's money, just throws it and just goes, okay, like, this is ours. Man City could play a, a lineup of 11 midfielders and still win. Like, I'm actually hell-bent that they don't need forwards or defenders anymore because they actually have just such such obnoxiously good midfielders right now, GD. Yeah, and I, one thing I want to say, is that actually the Portuguese pronunci- pronunciation? Nunch, Nunch. No, Matthias. 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 It's, it's not. It's not Matthias. Matthias. Okay. Well, I, I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm trusting you yeah. because you are. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. You would know the Portuguese pronunciation. I have a name. I would. I always called him just Matthias Nunes. Yeah. But... You can. I mean, here's the thing. I also think it's like it's not like one of those wrong things. We say Bruno Fernandes' name wrong no, on every yeah. episode, dude. There's nothing better than having someone who is so obnoxiously British say someone with a spanish flair in their fernandez. name yeah like bruno fernandez like all right let's all well, that's not that's not a british person that's a that's a an american like but, um, still whatever i just didn't know i didn't know it was matthias i i just assumed it was matthias news but beside the point there's nothing else to say i of course city got him they get what they want and he's gonna be a good player like yeah. he although he is suspended <laughs> Yeah, Currently. yeah. Well, well. You know, I think Man City will survive somehow, some yeah, way. I, th- I think they'll survive. This wasn't this wasn't the signing that was going to get them over the line. Louis. Yeah. Uh, JD, we have about ten minutes left in this episode, so let's finish with a flare. 
Let's get ourselves. Let's <laughs> yeah, right. Let's get ourselves prepped and ready for this EPL season, real uh, EPL weekend. Really quickly, JD's on 16 picks. I am on 18, and the fans are on 19. The first game of the weekend, Friday, as you are listening to this episode, Luton will be hosting their first ever Premier League game. We hope. I don't think it's actually been confirmed yet. I don't know if like stadium building and stuff like that is still in play, but everything I'm still reading says this game is happening. So JD Luton will be hosting their first game in the Premier League in their tiny little stadium. The whole world's going to watch because we all want to watch a big boy football team come to a little soccer park in the middle of a town. But they are taking on West Ham, who may be one of the more fun teams to watch at this moment. Um... Sorry, Luton. West Ham be flying. I'm going with the Irons. I, I think uh, what West Ham are building right now could be something really special. So, JD, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, I like how you said everybody's going to be watching. Well, it's the only game on Friday at 3 p.m. So, uh, yeah, everyone who's interested in the Premier League and wants to watch a game is going to be watching that game. Um, it's kind of forced. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with West Ham. It's kind of easy. The way they're playing. Luton... Sorry, yeah, you're, you're not going to get many points, and you're going to get a couple, but this game is not the game. Yeah, next game, it's, excuse me, it's going to be Sheffield United versus Everton. These are two teams who, uh, surprisingly enough, if you look at the table, they are both right at the bottom, zero points through three games. JD, I'm going to have you go first. What are you thinking going into this fixture? I've never been more satisfied to see two teams playing at 7.30 in the morning on the East Coast. Because this game, I, I could just confidently say, like, I don't have to wake up early. Like, I, I'm not going to waste my time. Like, this game is going to be a nil-nil draw. Maybe Sheffield United nick it at the end, but... I, no. Yeah. Like, this will not grace my eyes. Yeah. The fans, JD, are actually going to agree with you. They are going with a draw. I am going to say something different. I am going to say Sheffield United because I actually think Sheffield United at the back with the with being home, they're going to find a way to get one goal. Um, there's also rumors that Alex Awobi is now on his way to Fulham. I'm not, I didn't want to say it when we were talking news because it's not confirmed yet. But like Everton are actually losing forwards. Everton are not scoring goals and they're losing people who can put the ball in the net. I don't know about this Everton side. It's really confusing. I think Sheffield United can find a way to get one goal and win this game one nothing. Because that, JD, you're right. Like, you're genuinely right. Like, this is a game where if you wanted to sleep in a little bit, you could. Because you're genuinely, I don't know if you're missing anything. So, the, yeah. the next game, Brentford Football Club is going to be hosting Bournemouth. The fans are going to be going with Brentford. I, as well, am going to be going with Brentford Football Club. Uh, Brentford at home is always a treat. Thomas Frank and the boys always put on a show, and I am very confident that Wisa and Embuomo, once again, will have a really good standout performance. So, J.D., what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, I got to go with Brentford at home. Um, Burnmouth hadn't been the worst team, you know, this season, but Brentford didn't play well last week, but overall they, they've been good. And I think they'll have a bounce back week at home in front of their fans. It'll be pretty comfortable. The next game is going to be Burnley Football Club will be hosting Tottenham. 
Uh, Tottenham being one of the better teams in the Premier League at this moment in time. Burnley have one goal in three games and have not looked good. Um, this is pretty easy. I'm going to be going with Spurs. They are just playing really good football and... I uh, just I I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the ball rolling, JD. Like you got to. Like Tottenham are playing really exciting football. Burnley aren't. This is pretty easy. See, I I disagree with Burnley. I I'm going to go with Spurs. Don't get me wrong, but Burnley without Sean Dyche with Vincent Company, I think they've been reinvented the way they play. Give it some time. I think I think it's gonna keep them up. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Spurs. They're a much better team. So they should be winning. And the fans will be going with Spurs as well. The next game is going to be Chelsea Football Club is going to be hosting Nottingham Forest. Uh, Chelsea getting a really big three points last weekend and Nottingham Forest losing after being up two goals to nothing against Manchester United. JD, what are we thinking? Well, being up against Manchester United and Howard Webb, but... Um, Cry harder. Look. If I could, you you act like it's something like it, if, it's literally just a it's a known on, fact. Let me let me hold on. Uh, have we reached the twenty first technology, JD? I am trying to hand you a tissue through the monitor. Can you can you grab this for me? Can like like if everyone can hear that bang, that's me trying to give JD tissues because he's crying again. Matt, you act like you're all high and mighty. I'm not. I'm literally not. Howard, Howard literally Webb not. gives you just points for breakfast. Li like I, literally not. I don't know what you're talking about. I am dead on the inside, okay? I have no sense of pride, joy, or understanding in anything that's going on in any of my football clubs. JD, answer the well, fucking question. Chelsea or Nottingham Forest? Take the fun out of it. But, um... <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a draw, a very entertaining draw. I think. I think Forest are gonna be in this. They're not playing United. They should have gotten points against United. So I think they're gonna play exactly the same way. They're gonna take Chelsea by surprise. Chelsea will have a goal or two in them, and this will be a fun two-two draw. The fans are going to be going with Chelsea Football Club, and JD, I am agreeing with the fans. I think Chelsea Football Club is going to be the way to go here. Chelsea got goals. Chelsea got they they looked good last weekend, and I think they try to keep this momentum going. Uh, if Matt Matt they beat up Luton Town, and they actually didn't look that good until the second half. I'm so. a. It's momentum. I'm I'm it's momentum. I'm worried about Chelsea. It's momentum. It's momentum, and they're at home. I'm going to give Chelsea the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go Chelsea here on this one. The next game, JD, is going to be Manchester City versus Fulham. The fans are going to be going with Manchester City, as will I. I just, you know, at this point, I honestly, JD, yeah, don't know. City, it's fine. I, I don't know, JD, if there's even, like, I think I might auto Man City just every game. Like, it's just... Well, I don't know. They, they play West Ham afterwards, after the international break, and that could be interesting. I think that game will be interesting, but I will... I, I, spoiler alert, I'm choosing Manchester City. Uh, next game, JD's game of the week. It's going to be Brighton versus Newcastle. Um, this because it because it's the game that we went to see in preseason. Oh, okay, that's actually. I'm just getting flashbacks of okay. Well, I chose. I'm choosing Newcastle because Brighton are frauds. Thank you, JD. <laughs> thank you. I was going to choose something different, but JD reminded me that Brighton are a bunch of frauds. They're frauds who can't win football games. Newcastle. Newcastle by five, okay? It'll be a bloodbath. <laughs> Ansu Fati's going to cancel his medical after watching this game. But JD, what are you thinking? Um, This is a tough one. I think it's a good matchup. That's the thing. Like Brighton, Brighton are a very good team. Newcastle are a very good team. This is why 
you like to see this league where two teams that a couple years ago we wouldn't be talking about this game for more than five seconds but now we have to talk about it newcastle coming off a loss of not a heavy loss but a bad loss brighton coming off a heavy loss i think both of these teams have something to prove and it's going to just be too much similarity in their intentions so i think it's gonna be an entertaining draw i like that but the fans jd are agreeing with me they are going with newcastle football club the next game crystal palace will be hosting wolves jd what are you thinking um well wolves had one really good player that they just lost uh, and they're away from home mm-hmm. and they weren't really good even with that one good player mm-hmm. who was also suspended anyway um so yeah i'm gonna go palace uh they're a much better team yeah and they're at home the fans are going to be going with crystal palace and i that well i will be going with crystal palace obvious reasons jd hit every last one of them right on the head liverpool football club will be hosting aston villa the fans are going to be going with Liverpool Football Club. I will be going with Liverpool Football Club as well. Uh, Aston Villa have looked very, very good, but I genuinely think Liverpool at home, backed by the fans, I think Liverpool can take all three points in this game. But I still will be watching every second. This game should be an absolute treat to watch. So, JD, what are you thinking as a Liverpool fan? How are you going into this game? Yeah, I think it, I think if it was... Oh, an away game. I think it was if it was at Aston Villa, I might be thinking differently. I'm, I'm going to go with Liverpool just because of the Anfield effect. Um, Liverpool have been cutting it way too close with some things, and and the lineup is going to be very interesting. Whether or not Darwin Nunez starts, I I think uh, I think he should. He should. I think he should. He should. I don't know what Klopp's going to do. He likes consistency, so I I, I don't know, but um, I think they can pull this one off. At home. Away, I would probably not be going for an outright winner. I'd probably be going a draw. But I'm, I'm going to go for a win here because that's just what Liverpool tends to do in big games at home. The final game of the weekend might be the biggest. Arsenal Football Club will be hosting Manchester United. Both of these games last year came down to the wire in both games. Arsenal being the home team this time around... Um, Arsenal have looked very good this year, a little a little shaky, but have overall played really good football, and Man United have had to leave some of their fans already counting the gray hairs on their head. I'm at seven. I'm going to be going with a draw, strictly because these two teams played extremely well last year, and I think that carries over into this year. I think just both these teams play very even, very open football. I'm I'm predicting a final score of 2-2. I think it's going to be an absolute thriller, and I like genuinely think a draw would be a fair result for both of these squads at this moment in time. So, JD, what are you thinking? Yeah, th- this game has draw written all over it. Um just two teams that are good teams that are matched by their where the not it, they're not I they're not in a rut it's just some things need to kind of just go for them and I think it's not gonna happen in this game when they're, when they're both teams are playing up against those odds like I, I it, it'll be an interesting game to watch for sure I will absolutely be watching the entire thing but like I don't know I don't, I don't care that much. It'll just be a draw. <laughs> 
And the fans are going to be going with Arsenal Football Club. Uh, they're home. I get it. That that's no hard beef there. I get it. They're the home team, and they're they're just far, they're further up there. So well, and and also Arsenal fandom is toxic. So. Well. JD, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. I want to thank everyone for hanging out, tagging along, enjoying uh, a nice preview to the Champions League, to this weekend's games, and all the updated transfer news as far as JD and I know. Uh, this episode will be dropping on Friday, so when it does drop, some of this news might already be irrelevant because other news has happened. And yeah, we get that, but we can only talk about it as soon as we hear it. So... Please thank you once again. If you are not already, please give us a follow at the EPL Boys on Instagram. And as well, please make sure that you are giving the, hitting the subscribe button on whatever streaming platform you are listening to us on to make sure you are getting all the updated news as it comes out on all of the streaming services. For JD, guys, my name is Matt. I want you to be safe. I want you to be well. And we will see you guys next time. Peace out. Oh.